Carl Anthony Towns uh, right there at the uh, the tail end. Uh, you know, who knew Carl was was down for the? I don't know if you guys who knew Carl Anthony Towns was down. He lost like twenty thirty pounds. Wolves in action tonight. Maybe was it more than that? Less than that? I'm not sure. Wow. But the, yeah, I mean, he was. Uh, and I, I'm not sure what it was. I don't know if it was a virus or it wasn't yeah. COVID. It was no, it was not COVID. Uh, something like that. But anyway, uh, so cat, big cat, and 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 the wolves are. Are getting ready now. All of a sudden, remember the dog days where you're thinking, "Okay, what do we do for a radio show today?" There's not much going yeah, on. Yeah, so there's plenty on the plate yeah. now. Now it's football, hockey, <laughs> that, it's NBA. Like going best. The Royal Fork back it, in the day, right? I loved it. I spent a couple of Thanksgivings at the. Oh, the yeah. One of the. I tell you, the mark of a good buffet when you have a piano somewhere near the lobby. <laughs> So right, random. Derek? I think the, I think <laughs> the, I, don't, right I don't know. <laughs> the beautiful irony is the fact that that built that where the Royal Fork is is now a uh, is now a gym. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, I uh, never uh, thought of that. You can't make that. To up. that, by the way, next this, to Carol Woodman's candies. <laughs> by the way, you <laughs> just buy some chippers. Normally on Fridays we throw out a, a you know a, a, a text club question that is kind of like a, a big battle for to see who can come up with all the right answers. Brad just spawned a uh, a Tuesday question today in our text club at three five two seven zero and Derek, but I don't want to localize this so much, but I'm going to have to. And obviously, we originate out of Fargo, uh, in, in the Fargo Moorhead area, Gunderson's Jeweler Studio. What building in the metro? And I'm just going to speak, I guess, to the metro. Has been the mo- has had more businesses in it. Different different. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the right. Remember, there used to be a Skippers right over here across the. We're off 25th Street here. Oh yes, yes. And that building's been like a cell place. It's been like three or four different. That's a good point. It was a, it was a Quiznos for a while. Yes, it was. So yeah. I, oh, boy, do I miss that? Like that. That would be my random Metro text question today at three five two seven zero. Wild Bills has had a run. Uh, yeah. Thank you. I was <laughs> yes, because that was a steakhouse. And Green Mill. It, it was uh, Quaker's Quaker Steak and Lube. Yeah. Was, oh, they have one of those in uh, like Gary. In Portage, Indiana, or Gary, yes. Indiana. Yeah, that, I, that, that franchise. And I have a story about that place. Uh, from the su- I was going to get wings for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I think I was working here. That was back when I was working part time. I usually worked noon to six on Sundays, and I was just going to pick it up, come home for the game. And I think my father in law was coming over, and we got. Uh, I asked for like the bone in wings. They gave me boneless. <laughs> And I thought, well, I'm not going to run back there. And I, just, I would just ate him. <laughs> and we we finished him off. And then my father-in-law proceeded to call the place the next day and tell them they screwed up the order. So I think we I think the next time around, some freebies? we got some freebies. Nice. Yeah. That's it. it, it uh, back in my rock days, morning days, we did a lot of um, remotes from, I think it was called the Golf Shack on University. I think that building's run through a couple things, like an A and W and a and a golf store. Well, that's true. <laughs> so that's my question. What what building? What property in the metro? And, and I guess if maybe you're Yeah, I mean maybe whatever it is. Seven you know, states we have yeah, listening. Through yeah. the seven states, if you if you got one of those. But but oftentimes like the Stanley Tasty Freeze is never gonna be anything else but the <laughs> well, Stanley you Tasty You know, it's not gonna be anything but the Stanley Tasty Freeze. So uh, in town. So that, uh, thank you for spawning that thought. And and now that we're just giving free plugs to former restaurants or what have you, what happened to the Ponderosa? Remember the Ponderosa? Was there a Ponderosa? Yeah, it's where uh, Sickies is now. That's where that's right. That's uh-huh. right. Sickies is there now. Has that only been a couple things though? Maybe that doesn't qualify. Yeah, Ponderosa that hung that was around a for, a while. for a bit. Oh, it was a Hooters. That's right. It was. That was a Ponderosa Hooters Sickies. Yeah, a PHS. My wife worked at Ponderosa, and she could tell you some stories. 
That is, uh, I like that because uh, he could tell you some stories, some good, <laughs> some not. <laughs> it's about all I know in Bismarck Mandan is that I don't know if that bonanza is still there, but that you know, granted, get a cost you a kidney at, uh, from time to time. It wasn't inexpensive, cost you a kidney. <laughs> but, but you were gonna, it was gonna. I'm just kidding. That was my way of saying You're it was pretty dramatic sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm trying to exaggerate here, but you know, it wasn't wasn't the cheapest dinner. But I tell you, you'd eat about sixty dollars worth of food. Well, in college, we used to go to the Pondo yeah. and Fergus, and then you'd stuff your pockets full of stuff because you're a poor college kid. that's right, right. <laughs> the bonanza on the strip between business and mandan that was like my fogo de chow or whatever that was like i'm just gonna eat everything i'm gonna eat everything you have in there is here. there is still a bonanza in st cloud there is really yes yeah. uh, i can't believe it every time i every time i drive by that it's kind of not far i think it's was the divisions the main street in right. um in st cloud and it's not too far from the mall but i believe it is still there there are some places um that I do not argue paying a little bit extra for because of the quantity that one can consume. Yeah. Dick Bremer coming up today. The Minnesota Twins jumped out to a 2 nothing lead last night. They're down to two games remaining in the season. Who's going to dot that? Who's going to be on that roster next year? Who's going to, you know, what options, uh, depending on whether it's club-owned or player-owned, are uh, going to be with the Minnesota Twins uh, next year. What does Dick Bremer have to say about the postseason? Can Cleveland, uh, you know, can they carve out a path and, and make a move? We'll find all that out with Dick. And then uh, Aaron Judge, did. he got a hit last night, but did not homer in last night's game. Stanton did, I think. Stanton, there were a couple of home runs for the Yankees late last night. <laughs> and the home run chase kind of took a back seat to a possible no-hitter last night for the New York Yankees. They're at Globe Life Field in, in Arlington. And I have a friend and colleague, Michael Dixon, who's a Dallas boy but uh, calls games for the uh, Lincoln Salt Dogs. Michael was there in a, in a uh, reporter's role covering that uh, for the Associated Press, I believe, the Aaron Judge home run rush. So Michael's going to join us today. Now, I don't know if he is at Globe Life Park. He may be as Aaron, Aaron – today on the show, Aaron Judge could break Roger Maris' home run record while Michael's talking to us on the show today. That's a day-night doubleheader going out in Texas. So Michael will join us coming up at the uh, next half hour on the program. As always, get involved, 237-3767 or 888-458-6926. Again, you can always text in at 35270. Fellows, week four is in the books. San Francisco defeating the L.A. Rams 24-9. The Niners defeat the Rams 24-9. And the Rams are two and two. Everybody in the West is two and two. Two and two. <laughs> Everything is two and two. But should that be surprising? Because when you say it's one of the better divisions in football, they're going to eat away at each other too. You would right? think. Mm-hmm. You would think that would be it. You would think that would be it. I, if, if right now, if your gut had to tell you a Super Bowl team right now, would you guys just run right to Philadelphia? And say, okay, if you had to pick a, a pony right now in a race, would, would you would you jump to the Eagles right now or not so much? Yeah, well, in the NFC, I would. I guess so, but man, I it's such a fruit basket upset of in the old the the NFL is is completely like that. You have one unbeaten team in four weeks. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, for me, I think I look at the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC, you know, and then the Eagles just because. You know that's what's shown me the most so far. I guess. I mean, yeah, because yeah, it really. I think it's we got a long. I mean, look at the. It's a long season. A long season. We got a lot of injuries to go. You know, I mean, that's. I mean, you got the Giants at three and one, and they're pretty meh. And you know, the Vikings are three and one, and there's there's some. 
you know, they're they're willing their way to it. There's some fatal flaws there, yes. Yeah. So. Honestly, you're right. I mean, the team is this really the the team that remember the the old saying, those that stay will be champions. Maybe the the motto now should be those that stay healthy could oh, be right. champions. Those that hang around might be able to. Those, do it. those that hang around and, and can stay healthy uh, will be champions. You heard of the Open? Albert Pujols hit his 703rd. And I believe, I think he surpassed Babe Ruth or Ty. I think he surpassed Babe Ruth and RBIs in the list. So he is moving up the uh, the charts. That is, uh, that is, is he officially done after this year? Yes. Yeah. But you're thinking, just play a couple more years and try to catch Bonds and put that bed to rest. Could you, uh, could you imagine if, uh, you know, 700 is a, well, it's 700 huge. Well, yeah, is I mean, a large number. I, I don't mean, think it's happening again. That is so just, big. Right, you're right. I mean, so I mean, he's going to be the last to hit 700. I think I really do. I mean, could, well, we kind of went. Yeah, we went over that. Uh, was that last week yeah. or week before that? Uh, you know, Judge is only 200 and some home runs. Trout's about three. You know, what 340, 350? Yeah, it's just I, he's 30. Unless someone shoots up like at 19 years old, like Ken Griffey Jr. again, right. and plays for 22 years, maybe. I just uh, obviously Cy Young's mark not touched. We get that. You know, 511 is a Large number. <laughs> Five eleven is. We're not going to even get to half of that. I mean, I like to see a two hundred game winner. You know, after Verlander and all them. The the RBI like Hank Aaron's the top twenty two ninety seven. Pujols is at twenty two sixteen. So he surpassed Babe Ruth. Yes, then. he's second all time now. I that's, that's a crazy. stat that's that should get more pub than it does. Well, that's a very good point, Brad. It, it's just point. not a sex. It, for some reason, it's not a sexy like stat in baseball, but it, it obviously it deals directly to production and wins. Yes, and win, <laughs> runs batted mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. You know, without him, you don't have over two thousand of those runs batted. Without those runs, you don't. Yeah, you're right. It's it's a as a guy who watched a lot of men left on base this year with my favorite baseball team, <laughs> it, runs batted in is a pretty important stat. Yes, yeah, it's a uh, it's pretty yeah two thousand two hundred and and a sixteen. And Hank with twenty two ninety seven. Well, yeah. Does Pujols come back to to surpass? You know, he doesn't. He's uh, you know, twenty four twenty four home runs. Pretty nice way to end his career. Yeah, well, with his team, you know, and yeah, nice swings. Yeah, finished strong. You know, the the having the DH, the universal DH, was perfect for him. Yep. The uh, from the local scene, State A girls golf going on today is day two, not far from us in Jamestown at the uh, Jamestown Country Club, and Century High girls uh, led after day one, and and Leah Herbel, who's I I remember watching her practice with her dad uh, when I was in Bismarck, and she was from a very young age, putting a lot of work in, and now obviously it's it's paid off the last couple of seasons. She's a fantastic uh, golfer. I don't know if I guess you caught the story. I know I I. I Sent the uh, contact to Derek, but uh, we got something from the Activities Association. State soccer starts Thursday in West Fargo. And right. Cheyenne, the number two seed, or was supposed to be the number two seed out of the East, and uh, uh, apparently has used an ineligible player during oh. the entire season. So they have to forfeit all their games. So that uh, shuffles the, so they were set, the EDC standings. Was so, that Cheyenne, did you say? Cheyenne. Cheyenne. So they were set to play Bismarck. Uh, legacy, or, or no? I was Bismarck High. Yeah, right? Bismarck High right. at six forty-five on Thursday night in the quarterfinal round. So, and the ADC does not do a postseason tournament; they just take the top four seeds. Well, that, that since they lost all their games now, that moves Shanley up. Uh, Shanley is basically replacing Cheyenne. They're the three seed. Red River is four. Oh, so that's uh, 
That's good. Tenet. Okay, well then, make that note. Might have to change that fan hit for 2.30, I recorded, <clears throat> but on that whole thing. But So that's coming up Thursday, and that's going on in, in, in West Fargo. I was, last night, I know we're up against the clock. Yesterday I was, uh, I have not, and I was telling Derek this this morning on KFGO Sports, that it's good to go out and like watch, and, and you got a big volleyball game tonight, Brad Thompson and Northern Cassie, the prep scene. I took a little time yesterday before the, the Bubba Schweigert coaches show, and I, I took the two-day drive to Horace. I'm just kidding. It was a, But I took the the, the, the drive to Horace. I didn't realize how far that was. Were we on a Barbie car? I, what? <laughs> I, was, I was like, what's the close? What's the way for get like from the north side of Fargo to Horace? And they go, oh, I can go to Moorhead, take the interstate. Jump but Tom Dosh is, uh, coaches uh, my broadcast partner there, and our friend Tom coaches uh, with Red River. And his son is a ninth grader, so they're playing Horace. Two things. Horace has a beautiful campus. Horace has a gorgeous field. Horace has a clean, wonderful area. I mean, everything, it's my first, like, look in that area. I've been to Horace, obviously, but I haven't seen their their digs. And it is fantastic. That is a, that is absolutely, a, what a scene over there. And the field is great, so it's all good. Uh, but I, I and their and their uniforms are fantastic, and I just got there and saw like a seventy yard pass play, eighty one yard touchdown run, another seventy yard pass play, another seventy five yard pass play. And I text Dodge, I went, I saw all I need to see. It's halftime. I've seen four major plays. I'm out of here. Uh, but it, but it was it was kind of neat to watch uh, the middle school. It wouldn't be middle school, I guess. Ninth grade is is with like a C squad. Yeah, ninth yeah. grade, ninth grade, type ninth grade uh, football, and and I. Horace has a young man that separates. I'm like, this dude is 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 up and coming. I could just project him in three years, and I forget his name. But he he caught and ran one. He broke two, just like Sia, as did Red River. But yeah, so I think Horace is in good shape. I always, you know, I you know Cheyenne didn't take long to be competitive, mm-hmm. right? Right. You know, Bismarck Legacy certainly in the girls program did not take long to be competitive. Well, they're the in in double A, they're the best one in Bismarck right, right? now. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, I mean, yeah. they got to catch. We'll see what they do with Mandan, but uh, Mandan's got a real nice team. But, so yeah. my my point is this: is that Horace probably maybe not going to take long? I mean, the the, the area. Hard to know. Didn't take Cheyenne too long to get. No, and I say what and what uh, how much of the pie do they cut from Cheyenne? And, and it's going right. to be really interesting to see how really? that. Uh, you know how long it takes and to what extent. Really developed area out there, obviously, and, and that's well, a there's lot more of, to come. And too. this area is just growing in that direction. But I just I didn't realize how developed that it was. That is a whole. That's they really got something big out there. So that's my little plug in there for for new and upcoming uh, Horace Hawks going on twelve uh, seventeen on the uh, program today. And I don't know. Uh, it, by the way, on the Aaron Judge thing, we'll ask Michael Dixon that the more he goes without. Do you want him then not to? I, I'd I'd like to see it, but if it doesn't happen, I'm you know you're okay with that, right? Roger too. That's a cool story. I mean, yeah. yeah. Either Brad, way, you I mean, in the same boat right there with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm honestly good either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. Would be bothered if he breaks it, but pa- part of me kind of feels now that he's down to three games and maybe a dozen at bats, like. For his sake, I like to. See, I mean, he's yeah. a class kid, so I mean. yeah. I mean, I get you, but right now I'm like, hey, all right, if it's sixty-one, hey, let's keep it at sixty-one. All right, hey, leave something in the tank for next year. A couple of texts in yeah. says there is still a Ponderosa in Wisconsin Dells. Just stopped there really? last weekend. Still, yeah. the the all you can, the key on that is the salad bar, the meal you yeah. order, and then the ice cream for the post game show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, another one says, try to convince us and yourselves Vikings record is not smoke and mirrors. Another ugly win against the team they should beat by two touchdowns. Not going to disagree. As I said, I'll take I ugly think, wins over. I think there's losses. a lot of similarities from what we saw maybe from the first from the twins through about July yeah, and what good, we're seeing with the Vikings comparison. right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a it's not a wrong text. That's a good text. No, I mean three five two seven oh. In the NFL right now, you're seeing quirky things. The Vikings are not alone in that. And if you and you just gotta win them. Yeah. I, I mean, mean it's just it's, you, you will take smoke and mirrors right up until they're ten and seven or, or twelve and they gotta 12, get in the 12. tournament in January and see what happens. That's, that's exactly that's, it. But uh that's yeah. the eighty seven Vikings. I mean that's pretty much what it was all about there. So, I mean and they got close. We'll take a time out, we'll come back. Dick Bremer will join us uh, from Chicago. Michael Dixon will make our, our call out to uh, to Arlington, Texas yet in the hour. All this and more coming up next. Jack Michael Show, Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen on seven forty, the fan. The power trip morning show. Police in Idaho are looking for Someone who lost their fanny pack. Oh, man. Oh, Rosie. That's not, never, not me. 5.30 to 9 a.m. weekdays on 740 The Fan and 740thefan.com. Jefferson Lines brings you the one and only Dick Bremer. Joining us today, the uh, television voice of the Minnesota Minnesota Twins. The Twins fall in a, in a tight one with the White Sox yesterday. And, and Dick, uh, the game was the game, but before the game, we, we heard the news from uh, Tony La Russa. And at, at 78 years old, though, it was still uh, managing baseball games. And, of course, the announcement made that, that he will be uh, uh, stepping down, and, and that'll be it. And I know White Sox fans can probably joke, going, it's about time, let, let's go. But here's a guy that, that, that spanned a pretty good generation of, of, of managerials from White Sox and A's and Cardinals and White Sox again, for goodness sakes. But uh, that was the news yesterday, huh, Dick? Yeah, and I went to the press conference uh, because, uh, hey, I've gotten to know Tony over the years, and I just wanted to to be there for it, knowing that I probably, uh, well, certainly wouldn't see him anytime soon. But you don't know whether he'll stay in the game or not. He did reveal during the news conference yesterday that uh, the biggest reason why this is all happening is a second health issue. He didn't uh, disclose what it was, but beyond the uh, the uh, cardio issue that he has had uh, dealing with a pacemaker and abruptly leaving the team in late August. There's a second health issue. Today is his 78th birthday, and uh, he's meant an awful lot to the game for my entire career. And uh, so uh, a sad day, and you're right. I'm sure there's some people in the White Sox fan base who are relieved that he won't be managing next year, but uh, he's meant an awful lot to the game of Major League Baseball. And I know, Dick, uh, part of the cell phone is cutting up. I wonder if we didn't reconnect with uh, with Dick, too. You sound great, but I think part of the cell phone is cutting up. So, Dick, we're going to give you a quick ring back just to make sure that we can uh, connect you on a on a clear line so we can hear you uh, talk about a number of issues today and with the Twins and that. So we'll call Dick back and, and, and uh, get him back on the line. Tony La Russa, Derek, uh, uh, three-time World Series champion, four-time manager of the year. Uh, his number retired in St. Louis. He's in the uh, the Athletics Hall of Fame and the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, and I think of him so much. You know, he had that time in St. Louis, but I really think of him so much as, as his an time A. in A because, you know, he, and it's mainly because I'm a Twins fan, and those battles when they were in the same division with Oakland and the Twins in the late 80s, early 90s, Fantastic I mean, that was a battles. good rivalry. I mean, there's no getting around it. So that was 
that that's what I think of him. You know, his decisions he had to make. You know, Dave Stewart was such a good pitcher, and Dennis Eckersley, obviously one of the greatest relievers ever. So yeah, it that's what I think of when I think of Tony Larusa. With the A's, Dick uh, managers, as Derek was just chatting about there too, and and uh, from '86 to '95, and you're right. You know, there was a hearth, earthquake involved in some of those series. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. I do. I'm like Derek, Dick, uh, and and I'm sure Brad. I I kind of think of Tony as an A's guy. Yeah, I do. He won a couple of World Series with the Cardinals, uh, but you know, for that five-year run, it was the Twins in '87, the A's won three straight in '88, '89, and '90. The Twins won it back in '91, and uh, you know, the A's not only won the division, went to the World Series uh, uh, those three years. Uh, so the American League West back then was the division that the Twins and A's played in. Uh, they were pretty well represented once the playoffs started. Uh, so really. Really good matchups between uh, two really good teams, really good managers. No question. You know, with the Minnesota Twins tonight, I think the one thing that we're kind of intrigued by, and that I know I certainly am because we're talking so much about the home run chase with the Aaron Judge and the American League record, if you can break that, but also the triple crown that goes along with it, and the Twins are involved, obviously, with that with Larissa Rise, and I know that's something that you guys have been focusing a lot on. Yeah, and we'd like to be able to tell the Twins fans that Arise will be in the lineup tonight and again tomorrow, but we really don't know that because uh, he's been dealing with a hamstring. He had a play uh, the other day in Detroit where he was second base after getting a base hit, running to second. But the tell he wasn't feeling well, but then he had to try to score from second on a base hit, and he did score, but uh, that really caused the hamstring to flare up. And we have not seen him. And it's a, it's a shame because I know the play, and he's swinging the bat. He's been over what 400 in the last six games that he's played, and he's got as we begin play today a four-point lead over Judge. The Yankees have two games today, a split doubleheader today. Judge is DHing in the first game. I suspect he'll DH in the second game as well, unless he hits home run number 62. Then he may get a break. But uh, we'll know a lot more by the time. Uh, And there's no doubt, I was reading an article and even hearing Rocco talk, this isn't a case where he's going to sit and coast his way to a, to a batting title. Obviously, a ride, as you say, Dick, and, and Derek wants to play. Rocco wants to put him in there if he can play. But I think the line I heard, or at least in print, it says, uh, you know, for a guy, if he's trying to hop around on one leg, trying to get to first or score, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put him out there. I think is kind of what I read between the lines, Dick. Well, the fans want him in the lineup just like they wanted Byron Buxton in the lineup for most of the year. Byron was dealing with a knee injury all year long. And, and you know, it's easy for someone outside the clubhouse uh, to, you know, express their wishes and disappointments and all that. But if you're in that clubhouse and, you know, the Twins have enough players who are going to be rehabbing injuries in the offseason, the last thing they need is for, you know, Luis to you know, have to try to beat out, say, an infield hit, and then he rips the hamstring, and then he really set back you know, for the start of next week. So they've got to handle the cautiously. I think they're handling it the right way. I know for a fact. Uh, I never tried to drop, but I have to be in a situation where uh, I was overhearing a conversation between Luis and Rocco Baldelli. This was a month ago, uh, where Luis said the left hamstring was really tight. Didn't know if he'd be able to play or not. So this has been an ongoing thing. This is something that just came up in the last week. 
The uh, Dick Bramer joining us brought to you by Jefferson Lines. The uh, I'm curious because we always talk about you know the, what the off season will bring and then you know building a team you know whether building from within or as the Twins did this last off season you know made some deals and 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 restructured some of the the look of what this team was all about and and, and you sit and you wonder you're going can you win a pennant and make a run without, say, a number one in your rotation. Maybe you've got a few twos and a three and a four, whatever. Can you make a run, you know, without that big bopper, a judge in blaster, as Giancarlo Stanton, and, everybody, and can you do it with it with a few Luis Arise pesky guys and you know, maybe one or two that, that can add some in there? You know, can this be done, Dick? And I'm sure for Twins fans are probably wondering, you know, can that, can that be done, you know, with, with the team? Well, and, uh, you know, ultimately, whoever emerges from the American team will have to deal with Houston, and they've got, what, six different top-flight starting pitchers, right? Right. They have the depth that every team would like to have. I don't know even what healthy when that that kind of depth depth in their rotation. I know they don't. But, you know, so you look for Nuggets. You look for, okay, Joe Ryan, see him. Pitching in a playoff game and doing well, I can. Bailey Ober's done well. I can see that happening. they got Sonny Gray. Kenta Maeda was second in the Cy Young voting just a couple of years ago. First year with the Twins. Tyler Malley uh, was at times one of the better right-handed starters in the National League. So there are some components there. Now, tonight on our telecast, we're hoping to have Derek Calvi on, uh, the president of Baseball Ops. And one of the things I want to ask him is, you know, what if you're Derek Alvey, what do you do here to try to make things better next year when you know the one component that cost you a postseason berth this year is health? You know, how aggressive do you go outside the organization? Or do you internally try to you know tinker with some things, try to make sure that Buxton can get five hundred at bats, that Sonny Gray can pitch two hundred innings, you know, Joe Ryan can pitch two hundred. You know, all of that. It's going to be an interesting offseason uh, from uh, the Twins' perspective, from the manager's uh, perspective this year. And I'll be curious what Derek has to say to him. That'll be good insight tonight with uh, Derek Falvey on the uh, on the on the telecast uh, with Dick, and and uh, I think a lot of Twins fans are curious about the response on that too, and and what it's going to look like. Two remain. Uh, two remain for the Minnesota Twins, and uh, hopefully get an opportunity to chat with Dick coming up next week. Also, as uh, as we kind of look towards more of that offseason, maybe get you to to break down a little bit of what Derek tells you tonight on the uh, on the telecast. As always, Dick, it's great talking ball with you. Uh, we'll see where where Arise lies uh, by the time we chat again. It, will he be a batting champion? Will Judge hit sixty two? You know, will, all those questions will be answered. By the time we chat again, Dick, as always, thanks. Have a great call tonight. We know you will. Appreciate the time today. You got it. We'll talk next Tuesday. The one and only Dick Bramer joining us uh, today. Brought to you by Jefferson Lines. And Dick might have been on the L train there, stuck in the uh, the cell phone. Yeah, uh, it's a uh, kind of an interesting time right now. You know, him being in Chicago, and you know, it's a matchup between two disappointing teams in the American League Central. I mean, that that that's what I thought of last night when I was. Flipping on the game, I was like, "Yeah, here's two teams that they thought, yeah, they'll be battling out. Yeah, Cleveland's got some young pitching, and Cleveland just, uh, you know, from point A to point B, they they were able to win the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. And and that I just Cleveland's going to be good for a while. They could be. I mean, you got there's certainly potential. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pitching yeah. wise, they're good. Uh, just offensively, they do a lot of things the Twins and White Sox don't. I'm, I'm looking. I just pulled up Twins depth chart, by the way. Yep. 
And then, you know, so they show the, the depth chart, and it's just IL-15, IL-15, IL-60, IL-10, IL-60, 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 DD means day-to-day, DD. Day to day, day to day, like it just littered across the, the guys. Are, oh yeah, the, the team on the injured list is <laughs> right. just as good it's as the just, team that exists. Right, that's healthy. You yeah. really could make a good team out of that injured list. Oh, they're, alone, they're, prob- but, they're probably better in some spots. Yeah. Yes. So it's not. And, and there's, uh, it's it's not an excuse. You know, injuries are not an excuse. It really is a, a top. The topic, whether it be collegiate football, baseball, basketball, NBA, called. It really is about your margin for error because your 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 depth availability, your strength of, of of your depth. It's really what it comes down to. And in, when you're you know in Major League Baseball, you have limited rosters. You can bring guys up, but you have rosters. You know, and when, when the guys that are on the twenty five man and some of those ones that you count on to produce get injured, right. you can't replace. That's what the old war. There thing weren't is enough about. Jake Caves for the Twins right. this year that <laughs> right. came in and actually so, produced when so, they had to. I mean. So injuries in in this particular sport. Are absolutely huge. They're yeah. not excuses. They're just it's it's what it is. Is is unfortunate. Is what well, I it think is. it would be safe to say. I mean, for what you went through with the the Red Hawks, the fact that they're able to win despite Silviano's injury, incredible. Huge, I mean, amazing. You look at the college football level. I mean, I think a lot of us were expecting NDSU to you know get down to Frisco. Or Noah Grinberg out, out is huge that, for them. Losing and, a great tight and losing yeah. someone on the defensive side with most of yeah, yeah it's, start, it's big. Right. I mean, so but that. You know they're showing time and time again they can get someone to right. come in there. Because you know, you look their at depth it, is, is is certainly built up. And yes. you look at the big boys of the FBS. You know if uh, Bryce Young isn't healthy, this is not good for Bama. Bama I mean, right. so you know you got to have another guy step in. And when Jalen Hurts wasn't playing well in the national championship game, Tua comes in, and now they're both in the NFL. So it's just that's how it works, and I, I, that's what you really have to do because injuries do happen. Goes down to uh, yeah, as we talked about the depth. I thought that was a noon uh, nooner today in, in Arlington. That's actually a one hundred five or so. Actually, we'll, oh. we'll be able to chat with Michael, and he won't have to be rushed today. Uh, no, to rush the, him. A little, little pregame conversation on the judge walk. So that's one great ballpark. i uh, having uh, spent a little time attending a game there. Uh, Bucky Berga, we were down. Must have been playing Cleburne, I suppose. And went over to the ballpark, and our good friend Chuck Morgan, whose son uh, caught for the Fargo-Warren Red Hawks, he's the voice that. That's where they had the the Nelson Cruz. It started this the uh, what was it called? It was a hot dog, but it was the size of a bat. Like it was, but it right. had a name for it. Like well, I remember you telling me this too, but I, don't I thought what I it almost is. showed you a picture of yeah. it when I. But literally, if 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 I sat here and Derek was to my right, and Brad, you're next to Derek, <laughs> the hot dog would have started in my left hand and finished in your right hand over over here. But there was a name for it. The one time I went, this is after it wasn't the Ron Jeremy. Bump <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just put that on a T for him right God there. God bless you, Derek. It's been a heck of a day for me, obviously. For but uh, I needed that. That was good. Yeah. Yep. Right, phone lines were open. The um, Your it was the it was, <laughs> I love your show. I'll hang up and listen. It was uh, the bombastic. Uh, okay, that I, sounds I that sounds more realistic. Uh, yes. Something under the boomstick or the bombastic was a song by Shaggy. Yeah, boomstick or something. Even the boomstick. Yeah, that's that, that, that was his name. Yes. Was the boomstick or nickname was the boomstick? Okay, then let's uh, we'll come back. We'll take it, Arlington. The boomstick. Uh, right of this at seven forty. The pan. <laughs> Fast times, Richmond high. Period. Yeah. End of story. That's the bumper. Every time. Every time. Hmm. 
It's a Tuesday edition Jack Michael Show. Brad Anderson, Derek Hansen, as, as promised, our dear friend and colleague Michael Dixon, who is uh, who is at the ballpark in Arlington Globe Life Field on the Judge Walk Judge Watch 2022. Michael was there yesterday. Michael, it's been uh, weeks since I've seen you. Uh, good to have you on board, Texas own former or not former, but voice of Lincoln, but but as a Dallas guy. Uh, Michael, what's the scene right now in in Texas as you prepare for a day night doubleheader? It's crazy. I'm uh, about to park. That's something I underestimated vastly today. This was a series that actually was supposed to happen all the way back in April. This was opening weekend, but you guys know that they had to, with the lockout, push everything back so they could get 162 in. So uh, this Yankee series really didn't seem like it was going to mean anything for the uh, Rangers at all. And next thing you know, they had basically a sellout crowd yesterday. I would imagine they're considering uh, or at least preparing for a sellout crowd here this uh, afternoon and then another game here tonight where they'll probably have somewhere around uh, uh, capacity crowd too. So it's been pretty wild. I don't know if through your binoculars covering the game for uh, the AP yesterday and, and, and this week, if, if, if you could look out to left field or in the outfield, how many people brought gloves to the park? Uh, Mike, Michael with, with Aaron Judge and Tom. <laughs> so I, I was – I was trying to figure out how valuable the baseball is. That's actually my assignment, uh, helping the AP out, is to track down whoever catches the ball to see if they want to talk. I don't know if they're going to make them available. but uh, So you've got a lot of people out there. I'm basically camped out in left field when Judge is at the plate. And uh, a lot of folks out there who are anticipating a chance to catch the ball because they're estimating that baseball to be worth at least a couple of million dollars. And so uh, there's no obligation for whoever catches it to give it back or anything like that. So it gets really interesting. And I think there are a lot of people who might have spent 20 or 30 bucks on a ticket, bought their glove, and they're hoping that it essentially is, is like playing the Powerball where they catch the ball and, and it's, it's life-changing money. I personally hope the ball winds up in the Yankee bullpen and left center. I think that makes my job a lot easier. But uh, <laughs> Right. There are quite a few folks who uh, aren't just ready, but 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 also hoping that they're the one who who uh, is able to track down the baseball wherever it might end up. The let's stay with that theme as as Michael again tries to park. Maybe Chuck Morgan right next to Chuck's spot, Michael, if if it's available there. <laughs> you know, he's probably got a pretty close parking spot. The the longtime voice of the the Rangers, uh, Brad and Derek. Um, it's a good thing to catch that flying lottery ticket, right? Or, or would it be a potential curse for a couple of days? I'd like to find out. Okay. <laughs> like the opportunity. You'd anyway. like the opportunity. Right. Yeah, See yeah. what happens. So, Michael, there are no negatives catching the, the ball, right? There, there's there's no, no negatives catching the 60-second? I think the only thing they're worried about is the – like the immediate safety of whoever does catch the ball, right? They're, they're, they've got a lot of security, a lot of, uh, a lot of folks set up, and if it happens and somebody actually catches the ball, I, I think that they're ready, almost Steve Bartman-esque, if you guys watched the yeah. documentary from uh, 2003, when they basically had to create a safe house for, for Bartman until uh, the crowd dispersed. I don't think anything like that's going to happen. I think that you know, a lot of Texas hospitality down here, and and whoever catches the ball, I think uh, for the most part should be all right, should be safe. But there is, I mean, in 2022, we live in a crazy world. And yes, we do. You never know if, if somebody makes the catch and and 
some deranged individual is right next to him and they realize the value of the baseball and all of a sudden the fight breaks out. I think people are trying to determine who the ball belongs to if, if it does reach the seat. So again, I'm stressing, I hope like heck that that ball winds up in the Yankee bullpen and left center field for everybody's sake. It makes our job easier and uh, there's no there's no real concern for, for fan safety or anything like that. And, and as a fan of the sport too, I think the ball kind of belongs to the game. Um, you know, whether or not you think 61, 62, 73 is the record. I mean, this is a historic day, and, and obviously the last name Maris resonates for, for you guys up there. Indeed. And yeah. 61 years later, it, it's the number 61 that Judge is stuck on. He, he's, he's chasing 62, and I know that in 22, baseball has basically become homogenized one, and there isn't quite the, the difference between the American League and the National League there used to be, and heck, everyone's going to play each other next year, but you're still talking about the American League home run record. So this is a big deal. In the ballpark yesterday, Judge uh, popped out. Or I'm sorry, uh, Marwin Gonzalez popped out with Judge on back in the ninth inning, and you could just hear this collective groan inside the stadium because everybody wants a chance to see history. So whether the ball ends up in the seats or whether it ends up in the bullpen or hits off the foul pole, it doesn't matter. It's going to be a pretty big moment, so it should be a lot of fun. Michael Dixon joining us today, uh, voice of the Salt Dogs, Texas uh, boy covering a uh, nice assignment, by the way, yeah. for the AP. <laughs> I mean, did you, when they were handed <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I got called by Steve, uh, by Stephen Hawkins, the, uh, my dad's colleague. Uh, you know, I've grown up here and gotten to do a lot of cool things. And AT&T Stadium is right across the street. So I've done, you know, the Cowboys. I've done college football playoff games. And, uh, you know, we get, we get a lot of crazy assignments, too, like North Dakota State. They're down here every day in a uh, year, so uh, a lot of a lot of weird things pop up. But I got a call, I think, on Friday night, and they were looking at the the schedule and realized that well, Judge has three chances to do it at home. If he doesn't, then it's you know, the traveling circus is going to come down here. And sure enough, that's exactly what's happened. And hey, it's cool for the sport. I think it's it's good for the fans here in Arlington too, with a chance at the end of the year. I think Texas has sixty six wins, so it's a it's a cool chance for them to see you know baseball that feels like it matters and the energy in the ballpark is great but yeah i got, I got kind of lucky with this one so john john gray to make the most of it yeah john gray i think going today for texas at least in game one of that uh, day night day night double header let me ask you this michael and you just let us know if you gotta you know gotta you know cut the cord and and, and rock we only got a couple of minutes here remaining but no, uh, no we're good in this you talked about in this day and age we live in and i and i, I wouldn't assume this is the case at, at globe life but were were was there a uh, price gouge on tickets? Like like did the left field seats all of a sudden become you know three hundred dollar tickets? Do you know that at all? That's that's actually a really good question. And if I was actually good at, at my job or on my assignment, I'd probably look that up. But, uh, <laughs> that wasn't your assignment. I'm remarkably average. Uh, I, I I'm not. I'm I'm curious. That's a good question because as a fan, had I not been given this assignment. I probably would have just I'm – not, I'm not doing anything right now. I just got back from uh, a summer up there in Nebraska. So having a chance to see history, I would have uh, looked at the secondary market. And I don't know if, if tickets differ based on whether you're sitting in the top row and, and the upper right-hand corner of the stadium with no chance to catch the ball versus second row out in left field where there's a chance you're going to have a chance to catch the ball. That's a good question. I don't really have a good answer hmm. for it. I just know that the ballpark itself has been uh, uh, pretty full. Yesterday, if it wasn't a sellout crowd, if they didn't announce a sellout, it was pretty close. And 
I underestimated the amount of folks here for, for game one of this doubleheader, but it's a gorgeous day. I'm sure a lot of folks were able to uh, get off work. And so uh, I have no idea what the secondary market uh, market is reflecting in terms of what this means. So that's a good question. Yeah, You mentioned it, it, us being in Fargo, obviously, for I'd say about uh, 98% of the people here, the real record is Roger Maris, right? But <laughs> as far as Texas and other places, I mean, it's got to feel, yeah, we kind of disguise it as the American League home run record, but I think because of McGuire, Sosa, Barry Bonds, and we all know the history there, it does kind of feel like this undercurrent of baseball is really cheering for this because it's the real record, I think, in most people's minds. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I could say that as somebody who grew up, and, and I went to probably 100 games across the street. That's where I learned the game, and uh, I got to see some really cool things, and a lot of it was American League based, right? Like I, I was there when they won the pennant in 2010, and, and Natali Feliz struck out New York Yankee Alex Rodriguez. But I can't remember the Brewers coming in or the Phillies coming in. I think uh, a couple of uh, months back, the Nationals were here for the first time since like 2006 or something crazy like that. So until we get this truly homogenized Major League Baseball where the National League and the American League are one, I think that a lot of Ranger fans, um, they, they, they care more about the American League. They, they dial into the American League. So the American League home run record is, I don't want to see more noteworthy necessarily than, than the National League home run record because I think that's been a really interesting debate over the last uh, couple of uh, year, uh, last couple of weeks. Sorry, I've got a dog follow it. Uh, I've got, uh, <laughs> I've got some, some, some interesting, I don't want to say viewpoints necessarily. It's hard for me to say with, with all of this. I, I think it's sad that we just keep getting caught up in, in the home run record as a whole, which one is 7361 and appreciated history. Uh, the dog, by the way, has finally left. That's, uh, that was good to know that. Yeah, too, it, yes. it was, it was, it was a drug dog, which was concerning for a second. If they keep on following you, yes. Like I, I hate yeah, that. I didn't know yeah. if somebody, if somebody <laughs> snuck something into my backpack. Right. I, uh, that would be bad. I was yeah. in for a surprise, just like the, the, the officer was in for a surprise. What's in your bag, dog, sir? Um, so, yeah, I do think, you know, I grew up with the American League, and, and I think that uh, because of that, the American League home run record is, is important. But uh, I think it was Jeff Miller who's also helping the AP out uh, yesterday, asked a good question where would this rank among the most important or historic home runs hit in the state of Texas? That's sure. A question. Obviously, the Pujols home run against uh, the Astros is on a repeat from, I think that was the 05 at LCS. Um, and so it's the 600 here. Uh, just across the street in 2007 or 8. Uh, so there are some uh, there are some uh, some home runs hit in this state that have uh, carried weight. So it's interesting to debate where this one would rank. Good stuff. Uh, Michael Dixon joining us today. Uh, say hi, by the way, to Chuck Morgan. And really great to have By the way, I hope you're not arrested. I hope that drug dog yep. is gone. But speaking of dogs. I your backpacks are not allowed, too. I just heard that. So. Michael, can you confirm? <laughs> he's got on the PE. That's, that is Chuck Morgan, by the way. That is. I was just going to say, that's Chuck. That's the legendary voice you just heard right there. What a great guy. Um, I always love the story when Chuck's son uh, caught for the Red Hawks. And the game would end, and Kelly, Kelly and I, Kelly Gulledge was his name, and Kelly and we'd be like, Kelly and I was like, let's call my dad. And so we'd, we'd be on a road trip, and he'd call Chuck, and Chuck would be in the PA booth in Texas and going, hey, Kelly, I caught your game. Hold on a second. Now vetting the shortstop, Alex Rodriguez. Anyway, I say you got good. <laughs> That's how good Chuck is. But by the way, Michael, you can put this to bed. 
I asked what that long hot dog was called in, in Texas, and I got a message in here from, from Andrew, and he says they originally called it the Tremendous Wiener, and then they changed it to Boomstick in other leagues to honor Nelson Cruz. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they uh-huh. did that, what, like 11 or 12 years ago? Uh, the, the, the truly massive hot dog, they called it the, the Boomstick Wiener, something like that. I don't know if they still call it that. I mean, I grew up going to games here, but I've only been to a handful since uh, – I left for school back back in 2013, so that's another good question. I don't know what the long, large hot dog is called. Yeah, the thing's the size of a of, of like you know of a human leg. I mean, it's just a large. Yeah, it's it. You see it in person, and you, I don't see how someone could actually uh, ingest that entire piece of meat. <laughs> right, right. Like unless your name is Joey Chestnut, you know, and there was a time on that right. all that. Uh, Michael, enjoy right, the game. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, enjoy the game. It fant- this is what live on-site reporting is all about. I don't know what the AP is paying you for this, but you really need to need to be paid a lot. And good luck tracking down the person that catches sixty-two. That's going to be insane in itself, Michael. Yeah, right. You uh, you you ask, and, and I'm lucky enough uh, about the whole secondary market thing. I thought about paying to come a couple of days ago. Now I'm getting paid to come, so that's cool. But I'm wearing a black joggers and a and a a dark maroon polo shirt. Um, and so if I end up catching the ball, you guys know it, it'll be me. Black joggers and, and a, a dark maroon polo shirt, and my life would change in an instant. So uh, I've already decided I would give the ball back to uh, the Yankees with, with no – Maybe a charitable donation or something like oh, come that. Come on, take know. some Steinbrenner uh, money. Seriously, take a little I mean, bit of that really, signing. But well, now, by the way, you right, just yeah. you just described your attire. Now we know why the drug dog was on you for like three steps. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point, Jack. I should probably uh, if, if he doesn't hit it today, then I'll be back tomorrow, and then I'll I'll, I'll wear a tire that doesn't attract the nose of the canine. <laughs> that's it, Michael. You know you're a champion. We just absolutely love you, Michael. Every time you come on, hey, every congrats to. Congrats to everyone there. We were all pulling uh, big time for the Red Hawks. That was really, really cool. I uh, I could not believe they rallied like they did in Game 5. That was cool. Absolutely crazy, wasn't it? Uh, it absolutely crazy. And the, the Red Hawks and Lincoln played how many times down the stretch where you and I got together talking about postseason. So never never would have predicted that. And, uh, yeah, thank you. On behalf of the Red Hawks, I guess, yeah. Uh, thanks, Michael, for that. Appreciate that. All right, buddy. That was fantastic. Ha- have, a terrific, thanks, have a terrific day in the big state of Texas. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. Michael Dixon uh, does the voice of the Lincoln Salt Dogs, and then, uh, you know, he's a Dallas boy. So that's good on site right there, fellas. Yeah, that was good. That's, that's insight. Setting the scene. That's setting the scene. A scene setter, if you will. Thanks to Dick Bremer. Thank you to Michael. Who knows? Maybe we get Dixon back on tomorrow if he doesn't hit it today. Yeah. True. I think, Time will tell. I think the scene might get a little crazy violent though to tell you the truth on that if that ball does end up in a crowd oh you never know i mean that scene could be wild could be wild uh, stick around we got volleyball coming up tonight right here uh, pregame round 705 boy the the first uh, serve round 7 i want to say 715 720 somewhere in there yeah, yeah. thompson tomlin's northern cast brad's got the call we'll do it again tomorrow stick around common man is next on 740 the fan knfl